This is a HeadGum Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mike Falzone. I'm filling in for Steve Zaragoza once again. Little boy told me he was going to be in Hawaii for limited time only, not unlike Crystal Pepsi, and he is there for a longer time. I didn't know it was going to be two weeks in a row. I don't know how I would have prepared differently had I known that, but uh, here we are. I know that uh, um, maybe the solo podcast isn't uh, the preferred method of this podcast, that a, a lot of you are expecting, but uh, that's okay because I'm going to do my best because that's all that we could do. Oh, I can't wait until Steve is back because dynamic banter is fun to have with two people who have that. That's a special thing and that's a hard thing to find and we have found it and I like when we have that. When I'm by myself, I have the type of personality where I like hearing myself talk, uh, can't get enough. Um, but it's not, uh, I'm just kidding around. It's not the best that it could be, but, uh, what I did earlier today or yesterday, earlier today was, uh, I told you guys on Twitter that I'm doing this by myself and I thought it would be fun to get questions from you guys and, uh, kind of curate those and answer those throughout the episode. I got 87 of them. So I'm going to try to do as many as humanly possible. We got an hour. We got an ad read in the middle. We're going to have a fun time. Steve will be back next week. And if we're both alive, we'll do it again. And uh, uh, in case anyone's wondering, had a really fun, really low-key holiday. uh, Stayed in um, Los Angeles for it, which is weird because it's not a very holiday place. It's one of those cities where everybody leaves. And... um, uh, we had a great low-key New Year's, had a great low-key Christmas, and really excited for 2009, not because of anything unrealistic either. A lot of people set goals, unrealistic goals, goats, <laughs> was my favorite indie band of the early 90s, and I don't have any of those. I have realistic goals, and I'm excited to achieve all of them, but most importantly, I'm excited to keep having fun uh, with you guys and somehow continue to make this my job. I'm a real happy guy. You guys contribute to that happiness. I hope that I could deliver some happiness back onto you in return. Eric Hahn, my good buddy Eric Hahn, who is uh, a very funny comedian here in Los Angeles, um... I'm going to go out on a limb and say way older than me. I believe Eric Hahn is 72 years old. That's not true at all. And he would get very mad at me if he heard me say that. But Eric Hahn's one of my favorite people in the world. He replied seven hours ago with the first response to this shit. So thank you, Eric, for hopping on this. And in honor of you, here you are. The first question. Are we doomed? Period. No question mark. Oops. Uh, also soup. What's better than a nice bowl of soup? No question mark. Nothing. He says, 
Are we doomed? I think we're doomed as soon as everyone adopts the mindset that we're doomed, which is the most basic bitch thing to think. Oh, we're all... I fucking hate... It started in 2016, and I remember this because 2016 was a bad year. A lot of bad shit happened. But also, I got married in 2016. So we had this like really beautiful, really precious memory in the middle of all this horseshit happening. And uh, and then last year with the wildfires and and with, you know, um, uh, so many people hate the president and so many people think the world is going in a certain way. It's very easy to be like this, 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 this and this. We're all fucking doomed. But there's always bad shit. There's always going to be bad shit. And we have no way of stopping all of it. And all we could do as people is not be dicks and try to navigate it the best that we possibly can. I will continue to do that in this year, 1920, year of our Lord, and I hope that you do the same. And until we all adopt the mindset of, oh no, that's it for us, <laughs> I think we still, um, there's still good memories left to be had. Don't be a downer if you don't want to. That's it. Uh, Lady McGee, our girl Chelsea says, hey, Mark. Well, that's not all right. Let me be a guest sometimes. We could have long personal conversations about how I should have, how I should live in L.A. and memories uh, that we share as well or memories that we should have. I'm going to add that to you. Um, that's uh, one's that's what is, does it say? That's that's the ones I do with Steve. Oh, when you talk to Steve. Yeah, man, dude, if you guys knew Chelsea, wish you knew Chelsea. She's at uh, Miss Lady McGee. Thank you on um, on Facebook. If she lived here, she's a very funny human being. If she lived here, uh, we would be best friends. Everybody knows it. She's also from Connecticut. We got along weirdly well. You ever meet one of those people who it's like, Maybe your friends have told you about them. It's a mutual friend, but you haven't met him yet. And then they're like, you got to meet Dan. Wait until you meet Dan. Your mind's going to be fucking blown. You've never met anyone like Dan. And that's the truth. And then you meet Dan and you're like, holy shit. How long have I known Dan? That's Chelsea. Hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Felicia Simbar Simbari. Shambari with a H says, uh, knowing exactly what you know about D and D, no Googling, create a character, class, race, name, and brief description. From what I know about D and D, it's a thing where you create an invisible friend. <laughs> no, you create a character and then you'd play a game with that character, I guess. So, in that way, it's no different than wrestling or any creator wrestler in any wrestling video game that's ever been made. So, God. Um, okay, here we go. No Googling. Create a character. Class. Decepticon. Race, 
human being, human race. So what the fuck with this shit? Oh, it's time for me to start the podcast, you guys. <laughs> How many people right now are being triggered by the sound? How many people have an iPhone and you have a... <laughs> your everyday alarm is set to this? <laughs> and you're getting the feeling in your stomach like you have to go to work now. It's okay, little babies. Stay here, grab a candle, drink it, um, and relax with the solo episode, Dynamic Volunteer with your friend Mike. Race, human race, name, uh, Theodore James Max. That's what I call every time I drive by a TJ Max. I call it a Theodore James Max. People seem to get a kick out of it. And brief description. Well, this particular human... Oh, yuck. I don't like the fact that he's a human. Because I like the Decepticons thing. I like thinking that he's a robot. And he was a worse store that transforms into... Or he transforms out of a TJ Maxx. <laughs> it's a robot built for destruction that a lot of them are like trucks or motorcycles or something mobile like that. And this robot morphs out of a TJ, a TJ Maxx stands up <laughs> and is like, come inside and enjoy the three things from uh, what's that fucking place? Perfect home. Or whatever the fuck. What the fuck? Zoe. You know how they sell like three fancy things in TJ Maxx and they're from that that home store? Home improvement store? Home goods. I asked you for assistance and the payoff wasn't even that good. I don't even know where I'm going with that. Do you think that this is interesting? It's a robot. You're the new Owen, by the way. It's a robot, a Decepticon, bad guy robot, who transforms into a robot hell-bent on murder from a TJ Maxx store called Theodore James Max is the name of the robot. Good? Okay. Thank you so much for everything that you do. <laughs> Michael Gallagher good friend of mine from back in my home state of Connecticut says, what's the difference between jam and jelly? Am I allowed to use the goddamn internet on this? Because I don't know. Can I do this? Can I have a special guest on? Siri? Cereal? Siri, what's the difference between jam and jelly? Here's what I found on the web for what's the difference between jam and jelly. Siri, you can't tell me with all the words that you know. You can't read me one of these websites. Why doesn't she, why doesn't that happen? So now I got to click on one of these. What's the difference between jam and jelly? Anything that's more than a paragraph is <laughs> outski. Jams, jellies, preserves. Uh. Sorry, got hungry in the middle of that. Marmalade. They're all good on toast, but what makes them different? <laughs> I'm going to read this as if I wrote it, and I'm so excited to tell you the difference. Okay, here we go. Toast with some butter and jam is a marvelous thing. Wait, 
Butter and jam? Or butter and jam? <laughs> butter and jelly? Or is it marmalade? What's the difference between jam and jelly and every other kind of sweet, spreadable fruit? It's confusing. It's a confusing, sticky world, and we're here to provide some answers. Also, this is from bonappetit.com. Alex Delaney actually wrote this, but I'm pretending like I wrote it. Alex, be cool and don't tell anyone. Jelly. At one end of the spectrum, you have jelly. Okay, it's the firmest, clearest fruit condiment around. I don't know who the fuck that's important to, how clear it is. It's jelly. Who's looking through their jelly? Once a fruit is cooked, it's strained so that the only juice ends up. So, goddamn, so that only the juice ends up in the jelly. I'm dyslexic. Tough for me to read. Always has been. That's why the grape stuff that you spread all over peanut butter in first grade was and is clear. Because it's mostly juice, I guess. If you're going to find additional word I don't know uh, in any of these, you'll find it in jelly. And that means uh, if you turned a jar of jelly over, it would probably slide out in one solid piece. Oh, and there's an ad. There's pop-up ads again in 2019. That's new. Uh, like a can of cranberry. Well, jelly, kind of gross, kind of cool. So jelly is kind of one thing. Made from jazz. Uh, jam. We don't like to play favorites, but we really like jam. They went around the office. They went around the office, and they were like, okay, everyone, hands up for jam. <laughs> hands shot up. Hands up for jelly. About 25% of the people caused a big riff in the office. It's a chunkier version of jelly with more pieces of actual fruit in it and a slightly looser, spoonable texture. Go ahead and put it in you. Here, chopped or pureed fruit is cooked with sugar, so pieces of the fruit end up in the final product. It's not clear. It's not solid. <laughs> it's not clear. And it's not solid. It's jam. <laughs> Space jelly. <laughs> you ever see that movie Space Jelly? Um, this is the middle of our spectrum. We like it in the middle. It's comfy and tasty. And then preserves are like more of that contains the most fruit. And then marmalade. Uh, remember how we were just talking about preserves a second ago? Okay, so I guess I got to read a little bit of this. Uh, these are great for serving with cheese. These are preserves. Since uh, you can get a big old piece of cherry on top of your stinky gorgonzola. Oh, they're getting so romantic with it. Marmalade. Remember when we were just talking about preserves a second ago? Yes or no? Answer the goddamn question. Yeah, marmalade is just preserves that are made with citrus, whole fruit, rind, and all. Lemon, orange, grapefruit. You get the picture. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's everything. Just put everything in it, into it. They make preserves. Uh, they make preserves marmalade. Marmalade. Uh, we love how aromatic and bitter sweet good marmalades are. 
a result of complex flavors and fragrant oils, preserves, and mostly citrus peel. Got a little bored at the end of there, but hopefully, Gallagher, that answers your shit. Oh no, did I close out of all that other shit? I had so many important things. Okay, here we go. Next question. Tim Hahn, it's my brother-in-law, goes, what's the best sound effect? I really like the punching people sound effect. I think it's really good. I like, let me tell you the God's honest truth, Tim, because I know that you edit video from time to time. Tim Hahn, of course, for those of you who don't know, maybe the six of you have been living under a goddamn seashell underneath a rock in the deepest part of the ocean <laughs> is an award women winning <laughs> award winning um uh journalist photojournalist in Seattle. He's also my brother-in-law. He's a good man. He's tall. Just got a new dog. He's tall. Shout out today. Uh what's the best sound effect? I think it's a punch. Favorite thing is when when people edit videos and they put titles up and the title is a little crooked and it has a good punch sound to it. Like somebody uh, hitting a side of beef or, or hitting a stinky wet piece of meat or some shit like this. Like, um, no, that was the worst. What I just did, if you heard that, that was the worst version. I'm going to try to do a better version. And when there's like a reverse like suck that's associated with it like is or something like that you know what i mean i'm not the guy from police academy so i can't do this perfectly michael winslow but uh it, let's try it again a little bit better picture reverse suck uh i that's the last time i'm gonna say reverse suck on this podcast andrew delman says who's your best friend andrew if you have to ask, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got him. Um, I have several best friends, and I'm very blessed to have that. You ever notice that you have different best friends for different, um, like, career-defining moments in your life? Like, you have your grade school best friends who may or may not have become your best friends in high school or one of them fucks your girlfriend or something like that and then they become the opposite of that and then you find a new group of friends and then they become your best friends. You all go, all your friends either stay in the hometown, maybe you stay best friends or you go to different colleges. Then you get your college best friends who are normally the first people that you... Um, for me, at least, start going to their weddings, and and uh, the first group of friends that had kids were all my college friends, my best friends. And then I have like my best friends in comedy, and my LA best friends who would be like uh, Delman and Elliot and Steve, and uh, other people. They know who they are. None of them listen to this podcast, so n nobody will be offended. But I also have, like, my friend Aaron is, like, my OG best friend. He's been, there's always one person who you consider your OG best friend who you've been saying that for longer than anyone else, and that would be Aaron. You guys know Aaron? 
<laughs> Shelby. Uh, she says, super fight or would you rather with Coffee Girl? Oh, shit. That would be fun. Is there a website that just has a bunch of random would you, would you, would you rathers? Siri, give me a random would you rather question. I'm not sure I understand. No, of course you don't. Because we're not there yet as a society. We can make robots that do goddamn perfect backflips, perfect Russian gymnast backflip robots, but we can't have Siri ask me a would you rather question. So I guess the human race is safe after all. Would you rather? The only list of would you rather questions you need. Conversation starters world.com. That's fucking crazy that this shit exists. Uh, would you rather? I gotta find a good one. Would you rather have a horrible short term or a horrible long term memory? Would you rather be completely invisible for the day? Oh, these are basic. These are basic hacky questions. <laughs> would you rather be poor but help people? Or become incredibly rich by hurting people. Also, these are kind of common sense of your good person. Um, um, Zoe, Zoe, come here. Very busy doing other things. I don't think she's gonna come. Zoe, can I ask you a quick question? <laughs> Did you work out? How was it? It was short. Did you? <laughs> she says it was short. Did you sweat? That's all that matters. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Teleport anywhere. Why? She says teleport anywhere. Why? Be able to see your family whenever you want. That's a great example of a good person. Asking or answering a would you rather question. Thank you, new Owen. Mine would be teleport. Just simply based on the fact that I don't want to know what anyone is thinking. Yeah, I don't care. I hear enough of what people are thinking. Yeah, fuck yeah, Zoe. Fuck yeah, Zoe. Zodge. Zuggy Fresh. That's Zuggy Fresh, everyone. <laughs> Let them know. Dustin says, why did you tweet that Mitt Romney is sexy and why is it true? Look at Mitt Romney. Anyone who got offended at me tweeting that Mitt Romney was sexy as hell doesn't have eyes. <laughs> Take a look at Mitt Romney, please. If you can. Did we hit record on this? Great. That's so cool to check if you're recording the podcast halfway through the podcast. Mitt Romney is 70, the sexiest 71-year-old I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And that's the truth. My dad is 65. My dad is no longer sexy. My dad used to have sexy hair in the 70s, and then I came along and...
It was the slow descent of my da- <laughs> of my dad's hair. Julian at Julian O A Mac says, "Is sugar a condiment or a spice?" Oh fuck. Is sugar a condiment or a spice? Well, do you cook with sugar? You bake with sugar, for sure. I can't remember ever cooking with sugar, and you cook with spice, but you also cook with condiments. Like you put um, ketchup and meatloaf, for example, if we want to dive into the my repertoire of things that I could mold into a shape and cook until it's healthy enough to eat, safe enough to eat. <laughs> um, and then I think about like powdered sugar on pizza frine. And that's more of like a condiment because you, there's, pow- fuck man. Cause there's powdered sugar in it. This question fucked my mind up. I think, I wonder if you could rewind the video and see at what moment my brain broke with this goddamn question. But it's happened. It's happening now. Zoe! (laughs) Do you hear that? I don't think she's coming back this time. I feel steps. Yeah, hell yeah. Zoe is... (laughs) She's not happy. Is sugar a condiment or a spice? You ever think of that? This qu- it broke my brain, so I called you and I got nervous. I'm gonna say it's a spice. She's sitting down on the ground now. It's a spice, you say. Do you have a? No, I already asked her. No, I didn't ask her this time. Did you ask her? I've asked her two other questions, and she's sucked both times. What do you think? Does she give a definitive answer? No, no. Siri, is sugar a condiment or a spice? Okay, I found this on the web. No, man. Why doesn't she say it? Sugar was a spice, not always so nice. I think sugar's a condiment. Is sugar a seasoning or a spice? The internet doesn't know. I don't know if there is a, is there an answer to this? Why can't sugar be its own thing? You know? Like, what the fuck is pepper? Is pepper a condiment? Pepper's a spice. Idiot. I'm an idiot. Pepper's a spice. Salt. What's salt? I always thought sugar was the opposite of salt. So sugar is like. Salt is sugar's evil tw- twin brother. <laughs> sugar is a fairly simple This is what Siri should do, by the way. Okay, so it's like a processed thing, so it's a condiment. Okay, well, there you have it. 
Thank you. Can we pause the questions for a second to say that I had a, a criminally, yet another criminally underappreciated tweet today? Do you know that meme that people are doing on Twitter where they do the, they drop a pin and then there's like a, a plot around another word, avoiding another word to the other pin? What the fuck was that? This light went off? Oh, I'm attached. I forgot I was attached to this. Well, that sucks. This half of the show will be different. So, <laughs> uh, I dropped a pin. Usually the pin says, it'll say like me, and then like the thing that they avoid will be like my adult responsibilities, and then the thing will be uh, like playing 2K19 or something like that, right? But I put one pin, it says nothing, and then it navigates around the clap and then it lands at Jimmy Dugan <laughs> avoid the clap Jimmy Dugan you remember that from a league of their own where he signs that kid's baseball that little boy's base tells that little boy to I'm sorry that it was unappreciated that's okay and then somebody the first person to comment on it said and I think they listen to dynamic banter. It's a, I'm gonna call you out. It's at Becca, Becca Dago. She goes, "This ain't the one, Chief. This one ain't it, Chief." She called me Chief. She called me Chief. She goes, "This one ain't it, Chief." And I was like, basically, this is the. I said, "It's okay if you don't get it," which is the Twitter equivalent of "Don't hate the player, hate the game." Right. <laughs> Hey, Becca, you got, got. <laughs> Shit, man. I lost all the questions. We're having fun. We'll do one more, and then we'll do some sponsiers. We'll blow past a bunch of them. We'll answer as many as we can in the second half of the show. And then we will retire for a week, and Steve will be back, and shit will be more different sane. Uh, it looks like this bitch is having a great time in Hawaii. I wish him nothing but continues success. I hope he took some sexy um, uh, sunset pictures for me because I heard the sunsets are amazing in Hawaii. And I hope uh, him and Alana are having a great time. Where are we at? Shane S., what happened to Owen P. Carter, at Owen P. Carter? Does he live with Steve anymore? I truly miss his background comments on the podcast. I miss him, too. I uh, miss him so much that uh, I called him today, or I didn't call, I don't call anybody. I texted him today, and um, and I, I miss him, and we exchanged kind words, and uh, I hope to see him soon, because I also miss him. He was, we had a really great thing in Steve's apartment. I, if we, if you want to know some inside info, if I could be so bold, I miss recording this podcast in Steve's apartment. I think that there's a special thing that's lost when we go into the Valley Folk office. Also, it's the Valley Folk office. That's for the Valley Folk. That's why there's a goddamn sign on the wall. That says Valley Folk. There's no dynamic banter signs. There was a messy apartment, and that was like our home, and that was our domicile where we spat our dumb shit 
and we had like a unique thing. And then I see all these other podcasts and they have like very set up, very proper studios. And that's all well and good too. This is kind of like that. It's in my home and I, I love all this shit. But um, it's also very set up and no one's room. <laughs> if you don't live in Delman's house, no one's room really looks like this. And um, But I miss recording dynamic banter at Steve's apartment for sure. And uh, with that messy kitchen and messy kitchen table and um, messy couch came Owen and Owen's comments, which uh, were always appreciated by me at all times. Dumpster diving Daniel said, <laughs> good name, says, hey, Mike, what is this? And it's a picture of a singer and there's a bunch of people listening to the singer. It looks like a rapper. Maybe he's holding the mic like Fred Durst would, and there's a goat listening. That's a concert with a goat. Somebody let the goat into the concert. The goat actually looks like it has a tiny little smile on its face. So, I don't know. It's nice that the... It does sincerely look like if you zoom in on the picture, if you zoom in on the goat, it looks like the goat is really appreciating what's going on. More than half the people in the picture. Kane O'Reilly says, what's the worst vacation you've ever been on? I'm going to say, I hope I don't hurt anyone's feelings with this, but I'm going to say it had to be, fuck. See, my memory is dumb. And I know for a fact that if somebody reminded me of a worse one, they'd be 100% right. But... Also, I remember going to Colonial Williamsburg as a kid. And I really liked history. And I think it's very important for all Americans to see that kind of shit. And I didn't even hate it, but I know that that's probably the worst one because I've taken a bunch of awesome vacations. I can't think of a worse vacation. Zoya just... um. Me and her drove halfway up the state to um, Cambria and Morro Bay to take pictures and stay for one night and come back. And I honestly think that it was one of the best vacations of my entire life. And it happened within like 48 hours. So I'm trying to think what the opposite was of that. It's probably staying in goddamn Colonial Williamsburg for a week. <laughs> That's too much. Get your revolutionary fun pass. Let you into all the tractions. See what people were shot a thousand years ago. Jen Borer says, uh, why does the apple have a bite taken out of it? I think I know someone who might have something to say on this. Siri, why does the Apple logo have a bite out of it? Here's what I found on the web for why does the Apple logo have a bite out of it. What a fucking letdown that is. Not to be able to have a conversation with Siri is such a fucking letdown. Okay. Um. Oh, no. Is this going to be? Okay. So the leaf, okay, the leaf, it says, this is from Quora, Quora.com. I think it's like a question and answer website. Um, and they said Steve Jobs 
didn't utter a word about it. Um, didn't utter a word about it till he lived. What does that mean? Uh, there are many stories and rumors about the Apple Company logo. Some are giving theories inspired by Newton's uh, experiment or a mythological event of Adam and Eve and the like. As per one interesting theory, it's a tribute to a Greek homosexual guy, Alan Turning, who laid the foundation for modern computers and uh, researched the domain of AI. Okay? And here's a little diagram, and it points to the three main parts. So there's the bite, the apple, and the leaf. What the fuck does this say? I can't even read it because I'm old or old. Um, zoom in, enhance the leaf. Uh, such an ins- uh, a sense. Wow, it's such an in- essential part <laughs> of the motif that the Apple uh, filed trademark. What filed it to trademark? So it got trademarked in 2012. Some say the leaf is supposed to fit perfectly into the bite, but it doesn't. Why would the leaf fit perfectly into the bite? Like, if you put it there, it... I mean, it kind of looks like it could, but it shouldn't. Because one is a bite and one is a leaf. The apple... The original 1976 apple was drawn freehand and was a bit topsided. A 1984 update by Lander... And associates introduced sim- introduced wow symmetry and rounder curves. Okay, and then the bite designer Rob Janoff said he added the bite for scale, but Steve Jobs liked it because uh, he was afraid the consumers would think the logo without a bite would be a cherry. <sighs> Worth it? You decide. Now, I'd like to move over to uh, our sponsor for the show. I'd like to say thank you. And uh, I appreciate you so much to our um, really long-standing sponsor, Squarespace. You've heard us talk about Squarespace since SourceFed days. And that's because they've been a good company who provides a good service since SourceFed days or beyond. I have a Squarespace website. Basically, it's a website that helps you make your own website uh, and it's cool if you're an idiot, like I'm an idiot and I have a, an awesome MikeFalzone.com that, uh, does everything I need it to do in order to become a uh, halfway decent working comedian. You can go on my website and see my dates, see my most current videos, see what's going on on Instagram. It's like the hub. I use it to showcase my work, which is something uh, that you could do. I use it to sell stuff and, um, it's really awesome. If you're a creative professional, you can't have all your shit on somebody else's website because any one of these can go down at any minute. Remember Vine? Me neither. Oh, head to go to check out squarespace.com slash banter for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code banter to save 10% on your first purchase of a domain or website. Well, here's some things you could do with Squarespace. You could turn your cool idea into a damn website. You showcase your work. You get a blog or publish content. You can sell products and services of any kind. You make socks. 
Promote your physical or online business. Announce an upcoming event or special project. I do that all the time using my Square Spotch. And uh, Squarespace does all this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. For real, they all look fucking awesome. And uh, fool your friends into thinking that you could be an artist as well. Put all that shit together, but you can't. You saved yourself years. Oops. You have extra years to achieve your dreams because of Squarespace. Priceless. Powerful e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online. The ability to customize the look and the feel. Settings. Products with just a few clicks. Everything optimized for mobile right out of the box, which means people could look on their telephones and see your website. If you can imagine a world where that exists. And uh, it's a new way to buy domains. Choose from over 200 extensions. Dynamicbanter.banter slash dynamic. Just an example, just spitballing. Analytics will help you grow in real time. Built-in search engine optimization so people could find the damn thing. Free and secure hosting. Nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And of course, 24-7 award-winning customer support. I've had to use it. They've solved my problem um, with the quickness. And I'm very thankful uh, to them for that. So make it. Go ahead and make it yourself an easy-to-create website all by yourself. You don't you won't need anything. You won't have to wait for a designer going back and forth with emails. Well, can you change the font on the... Do everything yourself. Don't depend on anyone else. Everyone else will let you down. Think it. Dream it. Make it. Do it. Ooh, yeah. Mm-mm. With Squarespace. Squarespace.com slash banter. Again, for your free trial, when you're ready, use the promo code banter to get 10% off or percent off your first order. Fun. Do that. Do that if you got something to make, make it. Okay, let's get back into these questions. Excuse me. I have a a bit of a cold and I apologize because I know that that's annoying, but also maybe not that much. Because, uh, okay, got the questions. Don't need to stall anymore. Um, okay, how bad was night school? That's what Daniel Sorley says. I actually, I didn't mind it at all. I'm not one to like, I don't really hate on shit that I've seen unless I felt like it wasted my time. I did not feel like that movie wasted my time, so I refused to hate on it. I don't really have any strong opinions. I didn't hate it. That's a glowing recommendation from your boy. <laughs> Go ahead and see the movie. I didn't hate it, and I'm, I don't feel passionate enough to speak any kind of a way on it. I had a fun experience watching it, and I think that's what matters. Isaac Sorley says, what is your video game history? Oh, shit, man. That's fun. I recently bought a, uh, for Christmas, I bought a Super Nintendo Classic for the house, and uh, I thought that would be fun. Me, Alex, and Zoya would play that. Uh, it hasn't happened too much yet, but uh, I never had Super Nintendo when I was growing up. So here is my... 
the first one I remember getting was Nintendo, and that was a huge deal. I got it with the cartridge that was Mario and Duck Hunt and the gun, and it was the big, uh, I think it was the original version of the NES. And that was so awesome, and I fucking love that thing. And it was in our family forever, and I eventually, when I became like a Sega Genesis N64 boy, gave the NES to my grandma some of the best memories of my life. Me and my grandma were fucking tight. I'm sorry. I'm, I think I'm shaking everything on the table with my legs. Um, very confusing sentence to people who aren't watching the video. Uh, we gave the Nintendo to my grandma. My grandma would stay up all night playing Mario because she couldn't figure out how to do it but she was determined enough to want to get through the levels. So we would get a call at like midnight. My grandma would be like, how do you jump? How do you jump on the mushrooms? And I'd be like, press A, grandma. And then she would press it. She'd be like, okay, I'll call you back. <laughs> and uh, very fond memories. I, I think one of the reasons why my NES was over my grandma's condominium in the first place was because... In grade school, my parents worked a lot. And in grade school, uh, I was a little piece of shit. And I would get detention almost every day. Almost every day of my grade school career, I got detention. Because teachers ain't shit, but tricks and tricks. And Johns and tricks. <laughs> teachers ain't shit. Take that. No, I have the utmost respect for teachers, but they all hated me because I was a piece of shit. It was my fault. Um, hoes and tricks. So, uh, I would get detention every day and then my parents would be working to, uh, help me survive. And so my grandma would pick me up from detention every day. I would go to her house. Actually, before that, I would go to Toys R Us and I would beg her for a wrestling Hasbro action figure. And that's why those hold a special place in my heart. They were five bucks at the time. And I'd be like, please, grandma, can we please go? get a wrestling action figure and she never was mad at me for anything ever. She was never mad at me for getting detention. She was like, why'd you get detention? And I would say I was talking in the lunchroom. That's what I got detention for. The fucking most was being a kid, <laughs> being a child and talking in the lunchroom was my number one offense. So she'd be like, what the fuck? Kids can't talk? My dad was also similar. My mom was like, could you please just behave so you are you don't have to spend all this time at school? So grandma would pick me up. We would go get, or I would attempt to persuade her, her to get me a wrestling figure. I would, we would always get Burger King, and then we would go home and play Nintendo until one of my parents could pick me up. So that was Nintendo, and then I got Sega, and that was a big deal. Playing like Altered Beast was like, I felt like I had an arcade in my house. That was insane. And then from there, like I had Game Boy and shit, original Game Boy, and that got me through most of my being an only child, is sitting in a corner with that thing. Passed a lot of time. <laughs> Very good hand-eye coordination from that. And then N64 felt like space age shit 3d stuff like 3d mario that's insane and then dreamcast i remember being over a friend's house the next thing was dreamcast i remember being over a friend's house 
and playing whatever um, football game was out. Like it was 2K or ESPN football or some shit like that. And I remember thinking that it was insane looking. And I never, I thought that that was the peak. Nothing was ever going to get better than that. I would actually like to look up videos of what that looks like now, whatever the first football game was for Dreamcast. Because I remember it was legitimately amazing looking. Um, and way different from N64. And then you got to play shit like uh, Power Stone and fucking Crazy Taxi on Dreamcast. And that was the shit. Me and my friend Aaron, who I mentioned before, best friend Aaron, we had an amazing time playing Dreamcast and talking about girls and not hanging out with them because we were playing Dreamcast and smelling like Curve Cologne. We'd go to the mall and get curved cologne. (laughs) And then from Dreamcast, it was original Xbox. And then that's when I was never a PlayStation guy. I didn't get PlayStation until college. Um, I was an Xbox guy after that. And still am. But now I have PlayStation 4 as well. To play NBA 2K and try to stream a little better, but I rarely do it. But I play all the time. That's how I relax. I play that incredibly frustrating game. Um, Bailey says, are birds real? Come on, Bailey. Bailey? Are birds real? Siri, are birds real? I don't personally know bird, so I couldn't say. Okay, you're an idiot, Siri. Um, Danny2099 says, If you didn't have to live in L.A. for comedic purposes, are um, is there anywhere else you would live? So... I guess if I was still... Well, I'd still be doing comedy, and I would so I would have to live in New York. Um, realistically, I don't know, man. So being from Connecticut, little insight into while we're talking about video games and how I was as a little kid, here is basically the trajectory of all of my artsy friends in middle school and high school. Every one of us was like, as soon as we fucking graduate school in Connecticut, as soon as we're 18, I remember thinking I wasn't even going to go to college. I was like, as soon as I'm 18, I moved to New York City. That's just what it is. And we all got jobs at 16 and we started learning how to do money stuff to save up, I guess, kind of, to move to New York. I was like, I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to move there. And then in my 20s, I got to spend a lot of time in New York City playing music and having both good and terrible experiences doing stand-up and and music. But for whatever reason, I would be there a lot and like I would sleep over there at friends' houses or girls' houses or whatever. And then I would wake up and I'd be like, get me out of here. And I don't know what that feeling was other than the fact that 
some people, despite how much they might love a certain place, don't necessarily belong there at that time. And I haven't spent a significant amount of time there in some time. Me, Delvin, and Elliot went on tour. We spent at least a couple days in and around the city. But now, anytime I'm in the East Coast and I'm close enough to my house, I like to stay with my parents because I miss them very much. So, long story short, I guess if I didn't have to be here for comedic purposes, is that me or is that an earthquake? <laughs> Whichever, could it keep podcasting? Um, if I didn't have to be there for comedic, or didn't have to be in LA, I, I think I would be either in New York or right outside of New York, like in Yonkers or some shit like that with my extremely Italian family. And then I would take the train in and spend all night there and take the train back. But I, who knows? Maybe if I went there now, I'd be like, I'm cool with being a tiny apartment person, you know, fucking 10 story walk up, yada, yada. I just uh, spent a lot of time there and that wasn't me. I like it in LA. I like, there are things that I really, really don't like, but there's going to be things about everywhere that you really, really don't like. They're mostly like people-related things um, and attitude-related things. But as far as like, I love my apartment. I love my wife. I love my friends. I love the opportunities that I get here and the ability to go across town and do any number of things that I couldn't do where I was. I feel very lucky. I feel very fortunate. And sometimes I'm, I'm, sometimes, man, I'll drive on Mulholland or um, in these canyon roads or on top of the mountains that kind of overlook uh, Hollywood at sunset. And I'll be like, what the fuck am I doing? Six years ago, six, seven years ago, I was in Connecticut. And I was, you know, I was like, how do I do stand up in Connecticut? And it was very hard. And I was taking the train back and forth from New York City or, you know, going very seldomly to these places in Connecticut to try stand up and watching these stand up videos on the Internet and doing being very hardcore into YouTube stuff. And then like fast forward six or seven years and I'm like driving to shows every night. And being on stage and seeing this city that I spent my whole childhood just hearing about, Hollywood and yada yada, and like I'm very much a, much a part of it right now. And I got kind of a good thing going and I somehow am able to support uh, or help support my family and myself by doing comedy related things. And I'm just very thankful to be here and... uh in moments like that, I love it here very, very much. And I miss my family and my best friends with all my heart uh, every day. There's not a day that goes by where I don't think about uh, my family and Zoya's family. But um, professionally and like personal fulfillment-wise, it's like my my soul belongs here right now. And I realize that's very poetic. <laughs> And uh, listening to this back, I may be like, wow, that sounds really up your own ass. But um, nope, that's honesty. That's how I feel. And uh, But I miss New York very much. 
that's a good button to put on the end of that. So I also miss New York because we got some memories for show. Scott Stryker, favorite game on SNES. Now, Scott, I am very new to the SNES. I never had it, and now I have it, and I only have the classic, and there's only a couple games on that. There's like 20 games, um, and I'm trying to think back. I remember, <clears throat> maybe this isn't my favorite, but I remember this being a big deal. Obviously, I'm a huge wrestling fan. There was this game that came out back in the day that did not come out, I don't believe, for uh, Genesis. And it was a wrestling game, WWF, and it was Royal Rumble. And the big thing about this game was that you could have all these guys in the ring at once, like six guys or whatever it was in the ring at once, and that was a huge deal. And I never had SNES, and I was we couldn't afford both, so I wasn't about to ask for it. So I would we would go rent it and go to a friend's house that had it, and we would play that shit all night. And then Blockbuster had a thing for a little while. If you don't know what Blockbuster is, Siri, what's Blockbuster? Okay, I found this. Fuck you, Siri, for not saying that out loud. It was founded in 1985 and dissolved in 2013. Uh, they let you rent a system. And I remember renting Super Nintendo once, but it wasn't the same experience as, uh, oh, we got a Super Nintendo and it's ours now. We had it for like three nights and we used it on like a sleepover and it was kind of bullshit. But like they had Street Fighter. Street Fighter's cool shit. Um, what do I like playing? Me and Zoya the other night were playing, uh, Donkey Kong Country, and that game sucks my whole ass. That game sucks every part of my ass out of my heart. It was no fun. Zero fun. Collecting bananas as a monkey, that's low-hanging fruit. ba da ba 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 Um, We also were not very good at it, so that's the reason. Maybe you have good memories with it. We were fucking terrible. We couldn't get past the like the fourth level, and it was a terrible experience. If you could uh, get one pizza with any one person living or dead, how much would you tip the delivery driver? Would you pick up the pizza yourself? Uh, if you pick up the pizza yourself, I withdraw my question. Dude, that was... I We, for whatever reason, we never got pizza delivery as a kid. Never, ever. My dad was like, I'll go get it. We would order it, wait like two minutes, leave our Italian house, go to Italian house party, and then come back with a pizza. I never had pizza delivered until college. I was like 20 by the first time I had a pizza delivered. I didn't even know it was available in our town. If we're being honest, but now, uh, always tip your delivery driver more than you think you should, unless he's like an hour late or whatever, obviously, but those people don't make a lot of money and they live on tips at least 20%. I would say $4 tip Derek. Michael Waters said that afterwards. Uh, Matthew Morey. How do you tell your controlling parents to mind their business? You tell them to mind their business. 
And depending on how old you are, they will or they won't. A lot of people's parents will never mind their own business because the whole reason you're here is because they fucked once and they made you. They Dr. Dreadful's drink labbed you inside of them. So they got some investment in your shit, you know? And you are definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, um, entitled to your privacy and your own private life. And there is definitely an invasion of privacy that happens with parents who don't respect that. So you deserve that as a person. Everyone deserves privacy as a person. But it's probably hard for parents. I am not speaking from experience, but if I was a parent, I'd probably be nosy more often than not because it would probably be really hard to completely let go of I made that thing and now that thing has a social life. That's so fucking weird. Like I came... This is crude and I'm sorry, but this is science class. I came in a woman and now that thing has a social life. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. That's insane. That's insane. One time you had sex, doggy style sex, and you came and now that thing has a Twitter account. <laughs> Holy shit. That's insane. You guys sent me 87 questions. We got through like seven. I'm sorry. I'm going to take some of these and I'm going to, um, maybe I'll do some of these on mic in the morning. Cause you guys put a lot of effort into tweeting for a second. So, um, I appreciate that. I don't think we're going to get much better than that answer. If we're being absolutely, um, real with ourselves and I don't want to try because I don't want to fuck it up. Thank you so much uh, to you guys who bared with the another solo episode of this podcast. Steve, I miss you. Come back fast and pull your weight. And also, uh, I'm performing so many times in uh, January. Uh, please go to MikeFalzone.com, a Squarespace website sponsor, um, and see all those. I'm adding like two dates a day basically to just this month. And then February, me and Elliot are coming to Boston. I think on the 17th, the following weekend, I'm in Portland twice on the 23rd, which is a Saturday. I'm at Becky with the good jokes, which I believe is at the fun house in Portland, Oregon. And then the next day, I'm just trying to get confirmation on the ticket link, but we're doing a fucking friends and friends on February 24th in Portland, Oregon. And I believe Delman and Elliot are coming with me. And that's going to be fucking awesome because Chicago and Portland, when I said, where do you guys want the Friends and Friends show to come the most, were the two um, most requested places. So we're coming to the second most requested place. I love Portland. Never had a bad time there. Have had a fucking weird time there have had almost exclusively weird times there, but not bad. Um, can't wait. Uh, I hope this episode's well-received, and if it's not, you can suck my ass. But uh, can't wait for Steve to come back because I miss my friend. I hope you're having a good time. 
Zoya, thank you for coming in and being Owen. Owen, thank you for being you. I miss you very much. And this has been... That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>